to the Till Death Do Us Watch podcast, where a married couple talks about TV. My name is May, and with me is... I'm John, but I can't find my headphone uh, volume. There we go. Hello, I'm John. Hey, John, how's it going? It's quieter now, and we're all good. <laughs> good. Um, yeah, we, we just watched another episode of Dexter Season 3. We did. And a couple quick things first off, because Ooh. I don't feel like we, you know how the rule of podcasting is that you act like every episode is the first episode that someone has listened to? You're right. That is the rule. <laughs> when when we were sworn into podcastry, they were like, hey, treat every episode like it's your first. All right. Well, <laughs> I mean... Joking aside, it is still, that is the rule of podcasting. And I don't think we've done that. So I just want to quickly say that this is a podcast where a married couple talks about Dexter. And we are getting ready. We are, the two of us, watching this show. Getting ready for season nine. Yes, that's right. We are, we have seen all of Dexter before. We have seen it a couple times, in fact. But we are re-watching and including you guys in our rewatch in preparation for the new season. Yeah, and there isn't a season 9 trailer yet. There, there have been a few season 9 trailers. Very small, very inconsequential. Yeah, like and almost teasers. They're, and for sure. Barely. Yeah. yeah. And there have been some tidbits announced. And I think mm. we'll have a season 9 uh, wrap-up kind of talking about all the things probably closer to when the trailer airs. Yes. But oh, absolutely. We, we'll, we'll have a very special episode just for the trailer and all of our excitement around Season 9 when we get that trailer. I'm going to admit, I don't know if that's going to be a trailer breakdown or mm. an, an acknowledgement <laughs> of the trailer being let loose because there is a part of me that does want so badly to go into season nine without any woo woo. Without any woo woo? Without any woo woo. As no woo woos. As Dokes would say. <laughs> but yeah, I get that we are a podcast and that is our job. And I do kind of want to dig in deep to season nine. So yeah, when oh, that yeah. does come out, we will go in deep into it. And that Absolutely. will, I think instead of saying, Hey, here is a spoiler part of a non-spoiler episodes. I think we'll probably just do a season nine spoiler episode and talk yes. about all the things there. Yes. Anyway, Absolutely. We will back to the point. We're on season three, episode nine. Yeah. Titled about last night. Yeah. Would about last night. Would you like to talk about last night? Uh, I mean, All we right. can talk around it. Good Lord. That... <laughs> uh, Dex wakes up and kisses his wife-to-be. Yeah. And he, I, I wrote, he makes a dumb sandwich. I don't know if that's... <laughs> what do you have against the sandwich? Well, let me be just fully clear here. I had a few drinks before this episode. Yeah. So these notes bite. <laughs> be a little scathing but yes dex wakes up kisses his wife and makes a dumb sandwich which in fairness is for the kids that's true because so. he packed 
Pac's lunch for his stepkids to be. Yeah, and Dex is getting ready and feeling great when Syl shows up. Uh, yeah. And Syl is like, I want to look at your face, so just look at me. Look at me while I'm podcasting this to you. Look at me. Oh, because... I am staring deeply into John's eyes. All right. But <laughs> Syl shows up, looks straight into Dexter's eyes, and is like, were you and Miguel hanging out? Yeah. Yes. Yes, we definitely were. Late into the night, we were hanging out. <gasps> Miguel only got home a few hours ago. Oh. No. Yeah, no. No. No, I got home at midnight. Oh, no. no. Oh, no. Yeah, so there is some shit going on with Miguel and Syl. But Rita protects Syl a little bit, like kind of comforting her and being like, I don't have to go to work all day, even though I quit three episodes ago. Whoa. And you're my boss. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, I can be here all day. And Dex is like, well, I kind of have to leave. So goodbye, sobbing Syl. <laughs> and he drives over to the Prado house where Miguel is <gasps> like, zupa tapa tipa doo doo da Miguel now, has a little secret doo-da, doo-da. Yeah. Now, when Dex visits Miguel, and he's, now, you and I can agree, Miguel is a little too happy. Yeah. Yes, he is. But before we continue on, let's yeah. work on our, your alibis and your excuses and all of the crazy things man oh great well you know i after we killed that dude together yep i just went to a bar and i was there all night oh okay now from context clues i realized that bar was called jack's hideaway Mm -hmm. which hmm, i stalked (laughs) a dude there last year and it closes at 2 a.m so i instantly don't believe you but as happens miguel gets in his car and leaves before i can confront him with the news yeah he is uh he's fast he is very distracted by his own giddiness and he just like so long dexter and your insecurities it doesn't matter bye yeah he's a real sonic the hedgehog (laughs) well there's a crime scene at anton's house (gasps) yeah and we've talked to everyone and, like, Deb's like, talk to the whole thing. Talk to everybody. Also, now the kids are awake. So go talk to the kids. Talk like, to everyone. Fucking A, man. What the fuck is going on? And there is that moment where Deb is talking and they're like, who cares if Anton is a CI? He's a CI. You need to get protection for him. And Deb is a little, you know. Yeah, yeah. Nah, I didn't do that. She's, yeah, she's feeling the guilt super hard. Well, thank you, science, because the Skinner has grabbed Anton at the dumpster, and this is bullshit. I watched Arrow. I watched Arrow 1 through 8. I watched seasons 1 through 3 where Anton was just a normal man, Yeah. and then I watched the other seasons where, like, question mark, Green Lantern shit? And guess what? This bitch is a Green Lantern. So this is bullshit. Guys, he actually made the comment. Like, when they were acknowledging the blood on the brick next to the dumpster, John was just like, "Uh uh-uh, this guy's a Green Lantern. There's no way in hell. That's right. (laughs) That's right, I did. And next year, 
when HBO Max is showing you your precious <laughs> Green Lantern Corps TV show, I'll be here being like, I told you, none of that could have worked if he was a Green Lantern. So relax about it. Oh, but my goodness. there is a confirmed missing person on Anton Briggs. He is gone. Oh, no. As, and he has been gone for a while, too. As mysteriously as he arrived, <laughs> he disappeared. The Skinner has had Anton for over 24 hours. Oh. And Dex's advice here is, well, Anton's a big guy. He has lots of skin. <gasps> In classic Dexter fashion, yeah. in an effort to comfort, he uses too many facts. Cut to the actual Skinner, <gasps> who we clarify and confirm it is Georgie Boy. It is. Yep. It is Georgie King. And I am fascinated by this scene because I think this is the first time that we see the other serial killer and him alone with his victim and doing his, you know, his his thing. May I interrupt? You may. So season I mean, I one, may, but you may. For season, well, all right. Season <laughs> one, uh, you have Brian. Yes. Who is cutting up that multi-fingered uh, lady from the club that Batista hits on. <laughs> multi-fingered. Or multi-colored, multi-colored fingered lady. Yeah, multi-fingered is a very different thing. You're right. Multicolored fingered lady. Season two, we see the Bay Harbor Butcher murder like three or four times. So <laughs> what you're saying is that for the third time in the amount of three, we are seeing the villain of the season torture their victim. And I agree. <laughs> well, yeah. well he, he caught me in that one, guys. You're right. I did. I caught you like a crab. <laughs> well, oh my God. Anton is like, Jesus Christ, you are. All right. When I said I'd be Deb's bait Ooh. and I was like, I'll be your bait. I'll be your bait on the street. I didn't think this is what you want. But guess what? Do you want your money? You, because I can get you all the money you want, Jesus Christ. And, oh, and George King is like, well, this isn't about money. This is about respect. Yeah, and there it is. All right. I don't remember specifically because I've been drinking a little bit tonight. But my next note says, take off that onesie, Georgie boy. Let's get serious. <laughs> I'm going to trust <laughs> that that makes sense. And move on to... Uh, I don't know what that means. I'm going to trust that that makes sense. And I'm going to... George will come back and say, I'm going to cut you and be back in an hour. Ooh. So that, back, at the pre yeah. back at the precinct, LaGuerta is Bluetoothing Ellen, but she's super unresponsive. And Ghost Harry is like, wow, unresponsive, eh? Uh, oh. M Miguel went missing last night. Ellen is missing this morning. Uh, There's some oh. fun things going on. But Deb and Quinn are at Georgie Boy's house, and they find a storage garage, and Quinn doesn't hear anything. But Deb is like, I hear, like, nine things. We got to get in there. 
So they get in there, and there's nothing there. And Quinn's like, well, being a good cop is hard. Uh. Dex at his lab calls Miguel, and he's listening to loud, sexy music. He's like, he's like, I want to meet up for lunch because of all the things that have been happening. And Miguel's like, whoa, I've been thinking of more kills. I got like nine more kills we should do, you and me, amigo. Let's do it. Jesus, so soon? Dex does decline, but adios. And at the precinct, LaGuardia tells Batista Anton's photo went public an hour ago. And there's a help tip hotline where uh, Barbara Vagiana is uh, (laughs) helping out. And Vince is chatting with her. And they talk about slug fucking. Yeah, and I didn't know what that was. It's it's where everything works, but nothing comes out. Oh, thanks. No, that's why I'm here for you. And Batista, <laughs> in your same vein, is like, what the fuck, bro? What, Vince, what the fuck are you doing? Right? It's her time off. And she's like, Vince is like, whoa, she is the Wikipedia of Perv. Do not, <laughs> do not get on me, because this shit is awesome. And Batista's like, hmm, as he rubs his chin, he's like, Hmm. I don't like it. Yeah. Well, Deb and jealous, Quinn. Jealous. Deb and Quinn get to George King's house, and he turns up, and he's like super respectful, and he declines, and he's like, "You can ask me here, like if anything's going on." <laughs> and then when they're like, "Hey, guess what? We're gonna bring you in." They're like, "You can hold me for a day." I mean, you know, I mean, just saying. And Deb's yeah. like, oh, what the fuck are you, a lawyer? No, you're a fucking tree trimmer. Come on. Oh. Which, yeah. Well, I love the line that he says where he says, I moved to this country for some amazing liberties. So I know my right. Do you know what? I fully believe any guy who moved here and is like, oh, I learned the rules. Yeah. Yeah. Over a white guy that's like, oh, wow. Right, he's like, I was just born here. Oh, oh. oh. <laughs> Insert John. No, sorry. <laughs> oh. Anyway. LaGuerta interrogates Mario, and it's like, is it too much? But then Quinn and Deb interrogate George King, and she's like, they're like, you were in the Nicaraguan military, and you would have been the right age to catch all of this crazy shit. Mm-hmm. You would have gotten interrogation techniques and you're super respectful. Let's talk about this. So Deb goes in hot. And she's like, that she does. What the fuck do you know about Wendell? What the fuck do you know about Anton? What the fuck? What the fuck? Hey, 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 Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. And then Quinn comes in. He's like, hey. Um, Officer Morgan, do you need a coffee? As like a nice way to get her out. Right. I actually really enjoyed that whole scene in that I think it was a really good comparison to the last time that they yeah. interrogated someone together. Of course. And that there was a little bit of that good cop, bad cop, but they... This time it was called Deb Cop, Deb Cop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, because that's all you need. You don't need a bad cop. You just need a Deb being like, what the motherfucker, tell me your fucking shit. Hey. I mean, that helps. Did you write a book about me called The Ice Princess? (laughs) Did you fuck me and you were old? Oh, my God. Has this ever happened to you? (laughs) But no. 
the Deb way, and it's respectful. And you know what? Good for her. It's respectful, motherfucker. So when Deb leaves the interrogation room, she's standing there with Dex monitoring the whole thing. And Dex tells Deb to keep it up. He's like, this could be the real thing. Deb is like, oh, so is this one of your insights? Creepy insights. Right. Why does it have to be creepy? And when Dex is like, hey, so um, I've been a part of this precinct for a while, and there's a lot of sick fucks. Um, Some sick fucks have some sort of code, and Dex suggests going at him without respect, because maybe his whole code is respect. Yes, I love that whole thing. It's, again, another scene where you have Dexter, and he is very honestly talking about himself, honestly. Yeah. And, and yeah, and like him talking about the code, and just like, well, this guy's code is clearly circled around respect. The way that he, like, you know, yeah, ma'am, sir, ma'am, ma'am, ma'am. fuck him up, Deb. Dex sees LaGuerta... And Ellen Wolf is still MIA, so Dex bails. Mm. And which gets Dex to Ellen Wolf's house slash office where Dex rings the bell, her car is here, but there's no Ellen. And Harry did raise Dex to be paranoid. Yes, I like that line. I like that as well. And there's blood. Of course there's blood because that's part of the things that Dexter did not teach Miguel how to like Properly clean up. Mm -hmm. And so, of course, there's blood. And, of course, you'll get a ghost Harry with an Ellen Wolf with blood on the floor. Yeah. And Dex in denial. But ghost Harry's waving Ellen Wolf's hand. Yep, her dead hand. Little hello. And, yeah, (laughs) that's where Dexter's like, oh, I never taught him to dispose of a body. Wait a second. Son of a bitch. He sure did. Well. He's got to go grave digging. Before we get to there, we get to Rita's open house where Syl isn't there because she wasn't feeling well because of all of her marital problems. Mm -hmm. And yeah, Miguel shows up and Miguel has flowers, gives them to Rita. Yeah. And Rita's advice, she just fully lays it out. She's like, all right, here we go. You're an idiot. That's honest. You asked her to marry her. You violated her trust. And now everything's falling apart. What do you think she's doing while you're over here? Things are falling apart for both of you. This mm. is ridiculous. Wow. Rita, you're very wise. Yeah. Miguel comes in is like, you're a wise person. Miguel puts chairs apart and listens to Rita. And he follows on her lead. And he's like, you're so wise. Tell me all your shit. That's right. right. Hello, everyone. This is May. Just letting you know that we recorded this episode. And then we ended up losing the last half of this episode. So we just wanted to let you know in case there's any, like, differences between the first half and the second half. That's why. So record it on different days. And back to the show. So we get up back to Deb's interrogation with George King. And she bursts in. And, well, so firstly, she, like, clarifies the respect rules, right? Yeah. She's like, all right, so these are, like, the nine respectful things to do. Right. And if I act... In any opposite way to any one of these, this would like really piss you off, right? <laughs> He's like, "Yes, ma'am." So then yes, she like would. fucking 
goes at him. And he's like, oh my God. Basically spitting at his face and just slapping him. Basically, you just stop hitting yourself. Stop hitting yourself. Stop right? hitting yourself. And like doing the, and yeah. like about to spit in his face, but let the spit dangle. Pink belly, the whole thing. <laughs> the whole thing. Oh, and that whole time, George Georgie King's face is just stone yeah. cold. Yeah. Ooh. Some good shit. Icy. Until, of course, Quinn bursts in and breaks him up. And, uh, yeah, then we cut to Anton screaming. Yes! So we, we, we see him. He is under a highway, and it's the most suspicious-looking building I've ever seen. We need to get you out more. Did you see that cabin from season two? Because that was pretty <laughs> It's just crazy. a cabin in the Everglades. What's wrong with that? Yeah, just a right. cocaine-filled cabin. It's just a storage cabin. <laughs> Outside the, the precinct, Deb gets a cigarette when Quinn confronts her about all the stuff. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Also, a side note, I think that is the first time we see Deb pulling out a cigarette since she was caught by Lundy. Ooh, very nice. Catch. It's been a while, but she is, she is stressed. I would pull out a cigarette, too. We've all wanted to pull out at some point. <laughs> Deb goes on to be like, what are you talking? You don't even care about Anton. If you did, he wouldn't be a fake CI. And yeah, Quinn then throws back at her face. Well, you should have called cops on him to watch him regardless if he wanted them or not. And you know what? They they both kind of admit to their mistakes. And I really like this scene. I think they both have like a mutual agreement. Well, they have that partner partner thing that I really like where they can kind of yell at each other. Yes. For the... uh, differences in everything mm-hmm. but then i love the last bit of deb being like we can only hold george king for a few more hours and quinn yeah. just being like all right let's get to work we gotta do it i like it oh i love it at the miami cemetery dex is in full workman garb yay he's, i love it he's in his graveyard speed suit <laughs> then he goes digging first one he finds nothing second one his shovel gets stuck on an Allen wolf Oh, my God. And it's such a sickening sound when he gets his shovel stuck. Oh, my God. It's not good. Oh, no. Yeah. Dex taught him, uh, talks about how he guided this, created this. And it sucks because, yeah, I don't know everything about Ellen Wolf at this point. But I would say up until this point, I really like her. Same. Yeah, like she was at least good at her job Mm -hmm. and there was something very charismatic about her very charismatic that like i think we and laguerta totally fell in love with like she's she's wonderful she's a delight and oh man yeah this this sucks and i think dexter's finally feeling that guilt well that might be apparent when he sees ghost harry doing his own fake digging and he's like miguel is dangerous look at all these graves i just dug yeah look what Miguel could do. But yeah, the clearly whole graveyard. His Jiminy Cricket is going crazy. He <laughs> talks about how Ellen didn't deserve this and neither did Dokes and they were both personal to the killer, which is pretty crazy. Yeah. Dex calls Miguel asking for lunch, which gets us to lunch with Miguel and Dex. Oh, well, look at that. Who would have thunk? <laughs> so Miguel is like, what do you think of the Skinner guy? And Dex just fully, oh, it's him. Yeah, and he's all like, oh, well, if you guys can't catch him, maybe we can, huh? Yeah, and that's not great. No. To which, yeah, is, is this another solo project? <gasps> we, we agreed to leave Ellen Wolf alone, and I love that if you're a lawyer, you can get away with shit like this. 
because oh, you can sure. just get you can get as pedantic as you like. <laughs> but I really like Miguel being like, technically, we agreed not to kill her together. Oh, I kind of like that. Fuck. But yeah, Dex is like, you killed her because she got in your way, and yeah. Even Dex is like, well, what happened to serving justice? Well, I thought this was about serving justice. How would the fuck? Exactly. Yeah, like that's what won Dexter over to have Miguel, you know, be all buddy-buddy bros with them. Buddy-buddy bros. But yeah, then Miguel just turns around and says like, well, maybe we just have different definitions of the word innocent. And this is the part where I love, you can see Miguel always get to that kind of breaking point with somebody. Ooh. And he give he gets right up to that moment, and then he's like, "All right, you know what? It was a chicken shit thing to do." And he backed down. Mm-hmm. He's like, "And I apologize. I gave you my freebo shirt." And it's interesting because all Dex really wants is remorse, and Miguel has none. And it's it's almost inter- it's almost interesting because I do wonder how much of this is from Dex's uh, childhood. Like, think about Ooh. Harry trying to have these same conversations with Dexter. That's like. You can't kill that dog in the backyard, or you can't attack that bully. Yes. And he just wants some sort of remorse from Dex. And oftentimes, Dex didn't show it. Or if he did, it was innocently like, oh, I didn't want to hurt mom's feelings. But it was, yes. yeah. We saw so much of that in the flashbacks. I'm thinking of the one in particular when they're in the kitchen and teenage Dexter is practicing mm-hmm. taking down people. And I he, won. Yeah, and that him just telling Harry, I won, and Harry's like, no, fuck off, no, show remorse. I, I think this is exactly what you're saying. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, they talk about how maybe this is just another lowlife who beat and stabbed an innocent woman because of the whole thing. Ooh, and, and that word innocent woman. Yeah. Miguel did not like that phrase being connected to Ellen Wolf. Miguel wants to continue, and Dex is like, no. And Miguel goes, well, I know what I'm doing. Relax about it. Right? And and if I remember right, there's this line that he says, that the Miguel says that's so, like, coolly, where he's just like, well, sometimes friends don't agree. Yeah. And then he just walks away. It's like, oh, sure. my God. It's good. Yeah, so that gets Dex to go back to the cemetery, which we'll get back to later. Mm-hmm. And Deb, at the precinct, is looking through security cam footage when LaGuerta comes in. And LaGuerta's like, we got to get it. From, we got to get... King. Yeah. And are you just going to let Quinn do this all on his own? Yeah. And she does that thing that it, it it almost feels like for the last two seasons, now three, there some comes a moment where LaGuerta like went through her storyline. Yeah. And then like she's on the other side of it and she uses that advice in like the later episodes. Yes. I don't know. Maybe I'm just making it up. But this is the moment where LaGuerta's like, you know what? I once had a good friend <laughs> named Ellen Wolfe. She told me I had a big wall, oh, sorry, a great big wall yeah. around me, <laughs> and it didn't make me a better cop, so hopefully Deb listens, but yay. I love it, something. Yeah. and I love LaGuerta helping Deb. You don't see enough of it, mm-hmm. and and I think this is, yeah, definitely one of the first few times this happens, and I love it. Can I ask you a question about the next scene? Please. At the cemetery, do you remember who finds the body? So couple of kids yeah there's a couple of kids just like hanging out at like at a, a cemetery. cemetery with like open graves i have so many questions were they just like were they at like a funeral for like a dead great uncle so they didn't care too much and they just let it break away were they like kids of workers who were there and just hanging out see i thought it was maybe they they were there with parents and parents were coming to visit 
a grave. Right. But and I, then the kids just started running around. I will admit, I have done that before. Really? When I was a young child. Your parents would go to a personal grave and then would be like, hey, let's go fuck around on where other people are buried. Pretty much. All right. Well, so okay, it happens. It's a sad answer, <laughs> but it is an answer. Yes, two kids find the body, and oh. back at the precinct, Dex is already like Dex arrives lamenting Miguel's upcoming loss and the whole thing that's about to happen. Oh, and when Miguel is talking to uh, Miami Metro about the Skinner situation and trying to get George King out, and he's just not too hot on it. Yeah. He's just, every single thing they have, he's like, well, maybe not. And it's very clear that Miguel is just trying to get him back out on the streets. Uh-huh. Which is kind of fun. And LaGuerta's even like, you owe us for Ramon. And M- Miguel does have the gall to be like, I do? Because you you said that. I remember Little. me saying that you said that. It's probably recorded. Right. Um, <laughs> I record everything that I say. Back at Dexter's lab, Dexie's Batista get off the phone. And it does feel like Batista would be the, the one to watch if you need news. Yes. Because you can tell when Batista's like on the phone with somebody and when he's like, I'm a sergeant. All right, here we go. You know? <laughs> and Dexter's like, he gets down to business. He's like, showtime. <laughs> and Dex gets his kit and looks at Miguel's dumb face as he's leaving. And yeah, then we cut to Ellen Wolf's dead cemetery head. Oh, Apparently man. Apparently there was beatings, strangulations, and stab wounds. Holy so, shit. He made a whole night of it, unfortunately. Oh, my God. Like, yeah. that's horrific. Yeah, it is. And imagining, like, six-foot-tall Jimmy Smith's just, like, Michael Myers style just yeah! coming at you. But one person. Well, Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, I, yeah. I chose this with much care. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Horrifying. But the body is clean because of Dexter. He's like, this is a lesson. I don't want Miguel to get caught. And LaGuerta shows up oh. and just dokes it up again. Oh. Like, and I feel bad, but. I feel so bad just, that that poor woman can't yep. catch a break. Nope. Like the moment she finally starts to open up, she goes to a charity ball, which she calls a social event. Ganache frosting. Ganache frosting and scotch. And then it's dead in a grave. Oh, so sad. Miguel shows up and Dex is like, see, no one is untouchable. And I love a good hanky to the nose. I'm not against that. But yeah. Miguel is so much during this scene. It's it's all, it's all like he's trying to, to smother himself <laughs> with a hanky on the crime scene. It's, just, it's the most, like... Dexter wearing sunglasses to a funeral so that no one can see that he's not crying. Yeah. Like, it's that equivalent. Where, where like, Miguel can kind of fake up enough yeah. emotions, but he has to be like, oh, no one can see my face. He was <laughs> using it so much, I, for a moment, thought he was surrendering to Dexter <laughs> from across the graveyards. Just a quick little <laughs> surrender. You know what? I don't think that's what... It was intended, but I like to think that that is exactly the case. I really like that a lot. <laughs> Thank you. And yeah, Miguel obviously knows what the situation is, and he's like, okay, so we follow the code or else. 
and Dex. Right. Well, there's a lot of there's a lot of subtleties, but if that's what you gleaned, then sure. Yeah. And he does his. Uh, you're a wise person. I love that Dex is like you're being facetious. Yeah. And uh, he's like, no, you have a great insight. I would be a fool not to follow your lead. I think you're gonna save my life. Which you can use lines like that, but just not within 24 hours. Right? Yeah. But the same. Two literal, like, yeah. partners. Yeah. Like, they're going to talk to each other later. Maybe. Uh... Well, this is where they do. So, at, <laughs> at Rita's house, Dex arrives, and I love Rita. She's like, eat this, eat this, you know? And yes. I love Dex being like, I'm kind of more in the mood for steak, which I hate <laughs> being so comparable in that way, but I think. <laughs> Steak is probably the thing that I could eat. Uh-huh. If you're not sure what mood I'm in, probably is steak. Yeah. If you need to buy food in bulk, uh-huh. probably steak. <laughs> I just, I, I don't like that I'm that type of guy, but I'm like, oh, it always sounds good. I uh, really feel for Dexter that he's he clearly has a steak obsession. Yeah. <laughs> All he eats. Um, but, oh, and roast beef, his favorite. Of course. But it is for the wedding cake, all of this, all of this cake, and it's the question comes down to chocolate or hazelnut. To Ooh, which I'm yum, not. Yum, 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 yum. I have my question being here that does Rita make her cake? To which I remembered, of course she does, because it, at Aster's birthday party, yes, she pulled out that fancy fucking that pinky coconut flower. cake, fucking crazy. Pulled it right out of her ass, and it was gorgeous. And I wanted to do the exact same thing for her wedding. She deserves it. That's and right. Rita is proud. That she intervened with Miguel. Yes. About the whole situation. She's like, he called me wise. And <gasps> wait. she talks about the insight that she clearly sees in Miguel's oh, relationship. That's and, tip number two. Uh, <laughs> he thinks I could save his life. Motherfuck. Yep. How long Which, has this guy been lying? And Dexter was like following it with her. Yeah. As soon as he's like, wait a second. Say, okay, yep. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that, that's a good question is Dex being like, well, how the fuck long has this been going on? So he clearly thinks about the Freebo shirt, about all the trust, does pick Hazelnut. Which so, is a good choice. And it shows improvement. It shows that he's doing both some wedding planning or okay. wedding contribution. Yes. And good job, uh, Dex. his normal Dexter stuff. Ooh. Back at the precinct, Batista leads LaGuerta in and she is not good. And, of course, LaGuerta goes to her office. Like, yes. not home, doesn't take a personal day. No, Just, of yeah. course not. It's good. When you have an office and you can, like, draw the blinds and lock the door, yeah. I'd go there, too. <laughs> Batista talks to Quinn and Deb, but there's still nothing. And McGill shows up, and he's like, all right, I think I can help. He won't charge King with what they have, but mm-hmm. he's like, maybe we can figure something out. He doesn't have any legal counsel, so I'm not sure if I can even talk to him. And Batista's like, all right, uh, that camera has always been on the fritz. It probably wouldn't record anything. Oh, man. So he's got his way in. Just saying, I I, I really have used that camera for so many things. (laughs) That's why my Ari is so mad at me. Oh, yeah? I've used this camera to record so many of her pageants and... and, Yes. And... it's Childhood the, memories. It's on the fritz. <laughs> oh my god. Poor Batista. Like, I would love it if we just found everything is connected to a sad Batista story. Oh my god. <laughs> and just really sal- see how hard this guy. I mean, no, it'd be amazing. I, I'd love oh more. Oh my god. 
I love Morris. I I want Batista to get happier. Of course. Of course. But like. But also. If you want to make it sadder, I'll I'll watch. He's just the most adorable and still like positive guy. Mm -hmm. Back at Dexter's apartment, Dex pulls out Miguel's Freebo shirt and begins to. He's going to take it into the station. Which back at the station, Miguel comes out and he's like, "Nah, didn't work." I, I, I tried a couple things. I tried a couple moves. It's just, it's not gonna, he's not going to fly. Oh, and no. Dex comes in, walking past George King to his lab with the Freebo shirt, which is a nice kind of pairing there. <laughs> and uh, does some science. You want science? How much science would you like? I want the appropriate amount of science. Well, then that will have to come back. If you want it that good, well, give me a second. Because it's stopped by right. Deb's desk. Okay. And Quinn suggests skinning Mario uh, jokingly. But Deb gets an idea. So we get to Mario's house, and his whole family is skinned. Deb (gasps) is standing there with a knife, saying, Where is Anton? I think I skipped this scene. (laughs) Well, look. This is what went through my mind when they get there, and Deb drops him off. And uh, the trees are trimmed. Oh, they sure are. That's about to happen. I'm I'm trying to figure figure out if this helps redeem that last scene with uh, the trees being cut at Anton's and Deb looking out across the city. Like, oh yeah. No. Because <laughs> um, I do like this, but it is it is also funny that Mario is not a client of the tree trimmers, but George King would still use tree trimming <laughs> as an alibi when he could clearly just show up and be like. I'm his boss. Yeah. Would you like to let me in? Right? Yeah. So there, it, yeah. It, no. But of course, Mario is reacting. He's not thinking. Exactly. I get that, he's, he's clearly in distress. It's a little funny. But <laughs> and hey, good for Deb because she's worked on her poker face. Yes. And yeah, Mario just tells them everything. He's like, he has a building. He, he rents with cash. I'll tell you where. So yeah, good there, right? Yeah, and very good. And then he goes inside, locks the door. Deb's like, I'll send a patrol car. Deb pulls up to Quinn paying off some tree trimmers. Which yeah! Is good for the detectives. I'm still trying to figure out that calling card. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, George Washington King is walking around like the, I feel like the king of Miami. When, <laughs> but bam! Deb rolls up and King hides. Then, uh, yeah, Deb runs up and Quinn with a crowbar. And they're like, fuck restraint. So he just drives his car into that. Yes! Mad Quinn respect. Oh my god, yeah, no more wasting time. Mad Quinn respect, that's what I will say (laughs) when he does something good. I am super here for it. When Yas Quinn! No, 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 this is over. You will not, you will never, how dare you. (laughs) To be clear, I really like it and I want to laugh, but I'm worried that if I do, it'll come recurring and we will not have that uh yeah they find they find anton who is delirious and crazy a little bit and quinn calls help and it puts out an apb on george king or otherwise known as an ask pam beasley oh my god (laughs) guys he's so proud of that deb Goes up to Anton and is like, you can't get away from me that easy. So it's a little nice, it's a nice little reunion there. Yeah. Oh she my saved God, him. It's... She went through hell. She did. She got him. 
back at Dexter's lab, he's super chill, waiting for the blood analysis. And the results are, but we cut to LaGuerta's office right before. <laughs> and yeah, of course, Miguel comes into LaGuerta's because he has to do damage control. And he's like, you don't want to, you don't, you're in pain and I'm so sorry. And she's gone and you don't want to think about her pain and everything's hard, but you got friends. I'm your friend, LaGuerta. Oh. You know, so it, it's a little bit of a scummy move. It's a, I, I wrote in my notes, it's very sinister. Yes. Like, he feels like a bad guy in that yeah. scene. It's yeah. like Ethan <laughs> Hawke in that movie. <laughs> sinister. <laughs> the scariest like movie that. of all time. It, yes. By science. And speaking science. of science, we're back <laughs> at Dexter's lab, and it's bovine blood. <gasps> cow. No, cow, no! Hold on, hold on. We know that Freebo was close to his mother. Do we know she was not a cow? Are you saying that Freebo is half cow? You're being utterly ridiculous. <laughs> so Dex has a major freak out and being like, I didn't create a monster. I was used by one. And he freaks the fuck out and just starts throwing shit and like yelling and like tearing at himself. He's yeah. like, Miguel! And then Miguel comes in and is like, hey, nine holes tomorrow? He's like, you bet. So, you know, Dexter's uh, daydreams are getting a little intense. But, <laughs> good. And he's like, all right, I'm going to keep up the pretense. But soon, ooh, Miguel is going to know what I know. Ooh, oh, boy. Shit. And he's like, honestly, like today, for the first, I don't know if it's the first time in for the first time in forever, uh, Dexter feels something real. He's like, For the first time in forever, I want to stab my friend in the face. Yeah, you know, that song, the Dexter version. Anyway, yeah, that was a good, that was a good episode. That's it. Oh my goodness. So good. Shit is heating up, guys. I am so excited. Okay, we have so much more to watch, and I am so excited for you guys to listen to us. So thank you for sticking around, and uh, if you would like to reach out to us, our email address is tilldeathdoeswatch at gmail.com. You can also find us on the socials. And then that's it. That's all we got. So we'll see you next time. Have a nice day. Bye.